Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Catfish and Crappie podcast. I want to make sure I give a shout out to Betty for the 99 cent super chat. I appreciate you. I appreciate the support as always. Uh, thank you very much, dear. Uh, today's guest is Tom Owens. What's going on, Tom? Also known as LG Bass. What's going on, Tom? Um, not a whole lot. I'm, I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me. I just want to start by saying, uh, your girl in the, uh, the hair and the makeup are down in the basement. I told her to make me beautiful. And this is what she did. You need to fire that girl. <laughs> you look fantastic. And you got to remember that most of my uh, listens come through on a podcast. So, uh, I, I like to think I have a, a face for, for, a face for radio sure, and a yeah. voice for author and so but worst of both worlds for me so um you're, you're doing just fine uh for those of you that are listening on the podcast uh lg bass is uh tom also known as lg bass uh is part of the catfish community he catches a lot of fish just because his name is lg bass he Definitely knows how to get on the catfish, especially from that dock. So uh, just a little uh, short little background as to uh, uh, why I think you're so special that I wanted you to have you on my show, making that whole switch from bass over to catfish. But we'll talk about that later. Right. What, I, what I like to start my show off with is getting a little bit of your fishing history. Where did you start? You got any stories from when you were a kid? Um, maybe, maybe you can share some of that with us. We'd always pre- we always appreciate it. Sure. Uh, I got my fishing start uh, when I was a, a young kid, maybe five, six, somewhere around there. My uh, my grandparents lived in northern New Hampshire, almost on the Canadian border. And I would go up there for our summers and we would walk all the brooks and the streams for catching native brook trout. And I, I fell in love with it. I, I couldn't wait to get back. Every time we left, I, I cried until it was time to go back there. And I really, really enjoyed that. And I got a little bit older and... Uh, I got into the bass fishing and uh, started using artificials. Uh, I said it didn't didn't matter uh, what I threw as long as it was a as it was a man's jelly worm, six inch black. <laughs> and uh, I think I, I don't know how many bass I caught on that worm, and and they still sell them today. But they now they have so many things you can buy. You know, it's all about being different. So, uh, but I still got some, and uh, they still do work. I don't take them out as much as I used to, but uh, I think fun. it's more about catching the fishermen sometimes than it is the fish wouldn't you agree oh yeah you know back then they only had three colors oh there's four colors there was black motor oil grape and strawberry those are the only well, four mo- colors you could get them in motor oil they call what green pumpkin nowadays yeah pretty much yep pretty yep. much that's what it kind of changed yeah. to marketing ploy kind of how they or called root beer. Uh, a root beer some, or some something of the root like beers kind of look that way yeah root beer green fleck yeah that that's a that's a killer color with fleck or without man I don't care what you're doing you can catch anything on them as soon as I throw oh, yeah. a, um uh, that that green watermelon or motor oil or or, or whatever you want to call it um yeah. little crappie jig on there I'm catching anything and everything everything from bass to pike to, to crappie to perch for some reason they just they just like that color that's like a magic color and all around color as far as I'm concerned so now are yeah. those are the ones that come pre rigged with the three hooks that run through the middle of them. 
No, those were the old uh, cream worms. Cream the ones worms. Pre-rid. Cream, yeah, C-R-E-M-E, I believe it was spelled. Right. I just bought some cream crappie little tiny crankbaits from Walmart. They're on sale. So if you guys are at Walmart, you go check them out. They're like a buck twenty-eight. You couldn't, you can't go wrong mm. with them, especially for smaller fish, panfish, and such. But there I go, getting off topic. Before you know, I'll start talking mm-hmm. about bacon here in a minute. But we're not going to do that. We're going to try not to. But I had to get that mentioned in every show. Yeah. Um. All right. So you got started with bass. You and, and what drew you to bass fishing? We had a pond, and that's what was biting. Uh, we had bass and pickerel and bluegill and crappie, or as they call them in uh, Massachusetts, they're called calico bass. Calico bass, so, that's right. There's calico yep. bass, specks, sockelet, crappie, crappie, yeah. whatever. They, they all taste good as far as I'm concerned. I don't care what you call them. I know I give yep. some people some, some, some business about calling flathead something other than flathead, but that's okay. Yeah. I still don't mind. As long as they're on now the they other end of my line, I'm a happy guy. Yeah, right. As long as the pole bended. We uh we had uh the only catfish we had there were uh black bullheads and, and up there they're called horn pal. And uh they didn't get very big. If you call one that was two and a half, three pounds, that was a giant. And you know, they were actually more of a nuisance than anything, you know. When you're trying to get them off and they got all them spines and you're a young kid and trying to use your pliers to shake them off so you don't gotta grab them and <laughs> I, I never really much cared for the for those when I was up there. A two pound, a two pound, two pound bullhead is nothing to, to scoff at. I, if I'm catching, I if I'm catching them that big, I'm a happy guy. Um, there's a lot of anglers out there that'll be happy to get a state record bullhead. That'd get me pretty excited, to be honest. I think it's just over like four pounds in here in Illinois. So, oh, wow. I think I might have had a th- close to a three, the biggest one I've ever had on a line. Notice I said, didn't say caught because i got it right <laughs> up to the banquet four pound test and it broke off as soon as i yeah. went to drag it up there but um it definitely uh 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 they're definitely fun fun to catch there's chad glad you could join us how you doing melissa what's going on dear uh, i wanted to highlight it chad here somebody had one i, I apologize for miss oh th- there we go somebody says that mark says Bacon more than Stan says sturgeon. I don't know about all that. <laughs> would, would you agree with that comment from Mike's Fishing Home? I think so, yeah. You do? You think I say it more than Stan says sturgeon? It's such okay. a lovely word. You know, it, it goes lovely. with everything, yeah. Bacon's more available to the masses anyway, so there you go. Yes. So let's talk a little bit. So you're, where, where are you? Lo- okay, now you had mentioned pickerel. So let, let's take a mm-hmm. step back. At, where are you located? Where do you live? Uh, now I, I live in uh, southern Virginia on okay. the North Carolina border. Uh, I live on Lake Gaston, uh, which runs east to west, and the border runs right through the center of it. So okay. the other side of the lake is North Carolina. Now, how does that work with fishing licenses, or is there reciprocity, just out of curiosity? Yeah, they have a reciprocal agreement. You can fish on, on either one. And it's the same with uh, Kerr Lake, which is connected to us. It's on the west of us, uh, connected by a dam, and they have the same agreement there. So I, we can fish either lake with either license. Okay. Now, you had mentioned pickerel, and pickerel's base, well, more or less uh, uh, a lot more popular on the east coast than, let's say, a pike is, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the pike and, tend to be more in the north where there's colder water, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we just we have the small ones here as as we call them snot rockets. 
We call Pike Dan Harris in the Midwest too, so it's not too far off. And and Lyle will attest to that when he caught his first one in Mendota. He, I, I don't see why a blue cat fisherman like Lyle would think that a pike is nastier than a blue cat, but that's another story. <laughs> that's a little side note there. Um, so the pickerel, they don't get as big as pike, so they're a, a good-sized pickerel is what, like 20 inches, 24 inches? That's a big yeah, one? Yeah, 20, 24, yeah, that's about as yeah. big as, as we get them. And uh, I'll tell you, they hit all the bass lures, and uh, when you get up in those shallow pockets and stuff, and they can be some heartbreakers in a bass tournament. And I had, uh, I remember we had about 10 minutes left to fish, and I hooked one of them, and I thought it was a bass. And uh, I was like yelling for the net from a partner. And then when it came up and I saw what it was, I was devastated. It, it was a 22, 23 inch pickerel. And he was mad. <laughs> yeah, they get pretty angry. They're compared to, to, to pike and, and, well, I don't know about musky. I'm not that big a musky fisherman. I haven't caught enough of them to be able to attest. But I know that the pickerel, they get pretty, they're pretty angry little guys. They're like the bullhead yeah. of the, of the, um, of the, the pike family. Uh, what are they called? Esau, Eots or something like that. You'll have to forgive me, but uh, they're pretty angry. I know a bunch of guys that use a um, fly rod and reel to catch them. And they say they have a blast oh, wow. after them. That's they have cool. a lot of fun. That's something I've been wanting to try. Uh, I have a, a guest coming up here, I think, in the next couple of months. It's kind of way out. We'll get to that. He's another East Coast fisherman, so I'm looking forward to talking to him. But uh, um, only reason why I'm kind of enamored with, with the pickerels because I just watched a video of his where he actually made uh, pickled – well, he made pickled pickerel, which looked pretty good. That's one thing that I want to try mm. this year. I haven't had that in forever. So maybe if I get around with it, we can do a catch and cook because um, I know that – a lot of people here in chat, I don't know about the podcast, but I know in chat they're not big on the sushi. And when they see me eating uh, um, pickled freshwater fish, it might freak them out a little bit. So <laughs> that'll be good to get the reaction out of them. All right, so you, you you touched base a little bit on tournament fishing. So you did fish some tournaments, right? Yeah, I, I basically I've been fishing bass tournaments since the mid-'90s. Um, actually had the pleasure of fishing in a few uh, – four or five of the BASS events on the amateur side. And I traveled as far away as uh, Table Rock Lake in southwestern Missouri to fish. And I fished with some of the big-name pros up there, and it just had a blast. Made a little bit of money. You know, not a, I didn't get rich off of it, but I paid all my expenses a couple of times. It was, it was a great, great experience to learn from those guys. It, it definitely is an experience. And and and, and uh, um, how long did you say you uh, fished the tournaments? Are you fished tournaments for? I started in the, say, probably around 95, 96, um, and until about a year ago, April, or whenever the COVID started, uh, all my, my tournaments were ended for the season. Um, here, they didn't want anybody, uh, more than 10 people at the ramp at any one time, and, and we launched a, a tournament, and there was 10 of us, and uh, we came back in, and there was 100 of people all running around the dock and kids running wild and dogs and people with their pontoon boats sideways on their trailers. And so at the time, uh, I was, uh, Michelle and I were babysitting our grandson every other week and he was two. And I said, you know what, there ain't enough money in the world to, to risk me getting sick out here, you know, to, for, to give it, come bring it home to my grandson. So, yeah. so I stopped the, the, the fishing and, uh, parked the boat in the driveway and, uh, went out one night. My son said, Let, let's go out fishing. Let's go down to the dock. The guys are catching some catfish. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, 
yeah, hey, my kid wants to spend time with me. I'm not going to pass that up, you know. He was my bass buddy when he was younger, and then he discovered gaming systems and Game mm-hmm. Boys and Xboxes, and they didn't want to fish with me no more. So when he said, let's go, I, said, I, I jumped at it. And uh, it was like the second night we were down there, he caught a 43-and-a-half-pound blue, and shortly after that, he got a 35-pound flathead and you know, right off the dock. And, and I said, hey, man, I, I kind of like this. <laughs> <laughs> so so the year went and the fishing never the bass fishing never opened back up and uh at the beginning of the year i was thinking well what do i what am i going to do and i said you know i'm going to commit a year to the to the catfishing i'm not going to bass fish uh and i'm going to give this a full year and see what happens and see if i really really like it uh so i guess haven't been converted yet to the point that I'm not ever going to bass fish again, but I'm really digging this. <laughs> it's it's just another feather in your cap. That's the way I look at it. I mean, I fish for more than just, you know, catfish more than just yeah. than crop, you know, those are like my main, my main fish that I go after because they're most available to me. But man, there's nothing that says you can't go back to, to take chasing yeah. bass or pickerel or even trout, you know, imagine going to walking through a stream or something like that. That sounds like a good time to me, you know, yeah. it don't matter. I, I'm an equal opportunity angler and you guys can quote me on that. So <laughs> I even, I'll even chase some more burbot this year. I'm thinking about doing that nice. meeting land up North in Milwaukee. So, um, Cool. So you you took part in a um, a local club by you too, right? Can you tell me what yeah. clubs are like? You had mentioned the the tournament things, but let's talk a little bit on a local level. What's it like being part of a fishing club? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's it's not bad. Uh, uh, the club I was in, we had uh, I don't know about fifteen members and uh, wide range of young guys, old guys um different different experience levels and uh however you know in any group of any size when you have say 10 or 15 people in a group it gets hard to uh make plans because everybody thinks a little differently and you can't never get everybody to agree on something so uh yeah there there was a little bit of uh back and forth when when this all ended and you know i I said, that was one of the things I said, that's one of the things I don't miss. Uh, I mean, I have my boat. I can go fishing all the time. I don't need any, you know, I don't have to be a part of a club. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay any dues or anything. And, uh, but it's nice to have a little bit of, you know, competitive nature with some friends. It was, the club that I was in was more about uh, camaraderie and, you know, having fun. And uh, you weren't never going to get rich fishing this circuit. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to make a it's hard to make a living in uh in fishing from what I'm starting to to figure out. I mean, there's people out there that are blessed enough to be able to do it, but it's not an easy task. I know a couple of guys here that live downtown. They uh um they do pro some pro bass fishing tournaments and they got sponsors from like one of them sponsored by Ranger and Toyota and he still has money that comes out of pocket every yeah. time he they cover his costs and stuff, but you know, if he wins or whatever, he's paying for gas. He's got hotel rooms that he has to pay for stuff right. like that. Yep. So there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. So you got a nice mug there, Tom. You like that? I like Somebody that. sent this to me. I sent me the sticker. <laughs> sent you the sticker. Yeah, I don't make those mugs. I, I used to have those <laughs> stickers. I'm totally out of them. So sorry, guys. We do have a question <laughs> from Chris over at Hooks and Hacks. He says, how did 
Tom, come to know the one-ton fishing club and catfish regulator. Well, uh, one time I met them first. Uh, they they were in, and I'm not sure, maybe it was one of Chunky's chats or somebody. And when I saw that they said that they fished, they're from Southern Virginia and they fished at Kerr. And, you know, I, I reached out to them and we started talking a little bit. And one day they said they were live and I saw where they, where they were at. And, you know, I got in the chat and I said, hey, you know, you, you, know, you mind if I come over and and I said, you know, I, I'll stop in at the Dunkin' Donuts. Do you want a coffee? And so they said, come on down. So said, been, of course. Uh, we've been fishing together ever since. Yep. Uh, Aaron, he came along a little later uh, after I had, had been hanging out with them for quite a bit. Um, they had reached out, or he had reached out to one time, or somehow they got together, and he came up from North Carolina to fish with us. He lives about an hour and a half from me, south of me. And, uh, you know, we got together and, uh, it was an interesting first meeting. Uh, he brought, uh, another gentleman with him, wandering fisherman, Sean, a nice guy. Uh, and I think I've fished almost every Friday since last October with, uh, with Aaron. You and Aaron really, really have taken taking each other pretty good you guys spent a lot of time together fishing on that dock so uh it's really yep. cool to see you guys out there especially late on friday nights i'm a night owl if you guys yep. on a pot in podcast land don't get it there's a group of us that probably hardly ever sleep so we mm -hmm. might as well be fishing or watching fishing while that's happening so uh i appreciate you you and tom being out on that dock all hours of the night on the weekend so gives me something to watch or even when i get up in the middle of the night it's really cool to watch so uh where can they see this and what then on on Usually on uh, um, Aaron's channel, right? Catfish Regulator. Yeah, yeah, we go so, on his channel because the reception is so bad. I, I have the worst reception of anybody that's ever come to the dock. I mean, I, I can't, I can't go live from there. So we, we do it on his stream. Um, I mean, literally everybody that comes here. Art actually has the best connection of anybody when he comes here. <laughs> And it's turned into almost like a dead docks, almost turning into a destination. Am I wrong? No, no, it's, uh, I, I, I don't get it, but I, I you know, everybody talks the world famous dock, you know, it's like, <laughs> I think it's hysterical and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm proud of that, that, you know, people want to come here and fish with us. And hey, hey, I'm um, going to do an East coast tour and that's one of my stops. Trust me. Go out Absolutely. there and hang out with you guys. It's because it seems it's it's real fishing with you guys out there. I mean, it absolutely yeah. is. And 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 you guys hook into that big one every now and then. You get that exciting. There's the smack talk mix into it. It's kind of kicked back. It's a little older of a crowd. But uh, who yeah. are some of the people that have visited you on the dock? Wow. Uh, obviously, you know, the one ton and Aaron because they're here. Uh, two stands. Two stands has been here a couple times. Um, Chris and Telly have been here. Mike Chavez and Sharon have been here. Uh, David Pruitt, the uh, Slime Slingers has been here. Oh man, I don't want to forget nobody. Uh, Laura the Explorer has been here. Laura, I believe I was just thinking that. And as you said, Jody has been here. Pontoon Jody just left we'll actually. Just left from this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. Uh, three of the one-tonners have been here. 
I'm, Jared has not made it here yet. He, he's very busy. He works a lot. But uh, finally, Kyle finally came over. Uh, uh, we got to have him on the dock instead of going over to Kerr all the time. Um, Kenneth, um, Takedown Catfishing's been here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wannabe Outdoors has been here. That's right. Matt's um, been out there. Matt, Can't yep, me. Yep. He got a big old flathead out there, didn't he? He got that over at Kerr. That didn't come from the dock. That came from the night before. The night before, okay. Mm-hmm. I saw pictures on Facebook. I don't recall where it was, but still, that was up there while he was visiting you, though, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's an Arkansas boy, so if he caught it yep. on Kerr, that was while he was out there. So, yeah. Uh, we got another quick question from Chris Husselton. He says, uh, do you net your bait off the dock, Tom? I wish, excuse me. I wish we could, but there's only a couple of feet of water out there, and we're way out from the channel. We don't get a whole lot of bait up in there. Uh, we we go over to Kerr. There's a couple spots where we can get it. Uh, I'm not so useful with the net. I got a bad shoulder, and so I uh, I'm a good bucket guy. I'm not the net guy. <laughs> Hey, everybody's got their the, a way they can help, so that's yep. always good. Yeah, a, a cast that'll wreck your shoulder if you let it, you know, especially when you get older like me. I'm not calling you old, Tom. Don't take that the wrong way. When you get older <laughs> like me, them shoulders get a little rickety from using them so much, but throwing a cast that'll do that, especially if you're not getting on the bait. That's when it really hurts. Yeah. Uh, my shoulder oh, fell victim to my, my son's husky, so... <laughs> Got him out on the lead one on the leash one night. He took off running while I had my back turned. And when he pulled that leash tight, pulled, I don't know what he did to my shoulder, but it ain't been the same since. Uh, my only word of advice is try not to have surgery. That's all I'm going to say. Physical therapy, physical therapy, physical therapy. It'll <laughs> help you. We can talk about that offline. Pontoon Jody says, yeah. Tom has another interest. So here's a question for it. What vowel Florida band had a hit with Freebird. You got to try harder than that, Jody. Come on now. <laughs> that would be Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. That's right. Sometimes why, though, and ask me how I know. <laughs> Here we go. We got people answering that. Yeah, Tom and me, we're both pretty much music music fanatics. We'll, we'll, we'll yep. shoot the shit a little bit about music every now and then. So, uh, uh, actually, we weren't we getting into a talk about, like, greatest drummers and guitarists the other night on one of the stream. Anyways, I think it was on, on, a, um, on one ton or on Josh's stream when one ton went live. So yeah, yeah uh, that was, yeah. that was cool. Always fun talking with you in, in the chat. So uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about your goals for 2021. You set a pretty lofty one, didn't you? Is it 2021 or is it since you started catfishing? What was yeah, when, it's when did 20, it? Start? 2021, January 1st okay. to December 31st. Um, yeah, everybody had the, uh, you know, when I'm watching all the shows and, and everybody uh, was doing their own thing. And I said, you know, I'd like to do something, but I don't want to just be like everybody else. I, you know, uh, and I decided if I'm going to give this a go, I said, I'd like to try to catch 365 fish in 365 days. And I hadn't seen anybody do that. And I said, yeah, that that's more, that's what I want to do. And, uh, you know, I know there's other places. Uh, there's places I could have gone to go to number spots, but I'm really kind of happy doing it here, doing it local, doing it my way. You know, um, I don't want to, you know, I, I just want it to be on my terms. So 
Uh, so yeah, well, I'm fishing here. You're the, and, one, you're the only one you're competing against in something like that, which is like when I do my yeah. bucket list, fish lists, and stuff. That's just for me. Or when I set set a weight slot that I want to fall into, that's just for me. I'm not competing with anybody else, and I think that's the best kind of competition to promote like self growth. And uh, yeah. I'll tell you right now, that's a pretty lofty one you set for you. So so today today being uh, November first, which means you got roughly two months left, right? Yep. What number are you at now? 302. 302. So how many how many fish a day do you need to catch between now and, and December 31st? I think it's I, I think there's 63 fish and there's like 60 days. So I just fell under. I need a little bit more than one fish a day. One fish a day? So, yeah. Have you ever got skunked when you've been out on the dock? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there's been days when I say, I'm going to go fish for two hours, and I'll fish for seven and still get skunked because I'm not, I'm not leaving until I get one. And finally, I run out, you know, I run out of bait. The turtles took it all, or, or so, I just I can't stay anymore. And, uh, but, yeah, it, it happens uh, kind of regularly. You know, the, where, where we're at, uh, the dock is up in the old river channel where they flooded the lake. Um, and we were a long cast away from the channel. You got to really sling it out there to get it to the drop off. And, uh, you know, it's, it, uh, we don't have an abundance of fish. I mean, there's plenty of fish, but this isn't a number. Have you, have you seen my live streams fishing on the Fox? Holy smokes. We'll I've seen you, you do really well out there. Yeah, I got to work for it, though, man. I gotta, but I'll tell you this that, old I mean, man that. has to work hard to get those fish in that boat. <laughs> I'm not saying that we other seem, people don't, but I feel like I got to work hard to get them in the boat. Yeah. We seem to do on our weekend ventures. Uh, Aaron comes up. He gets here around 6, 6.30 on Friday morning. And you know, we go down to the dock, and we fish all day. We come up for dinner. Then we go down, and we spend all night down there. And we fish until sometimes 9, 10, Saturday morning. And I think if we averaged it out, if we fish for 10 hours, we get 10 fish. We fish for 24 hours, we get 22, 24. We're catching about a fish an hour, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty consistently, you know. But uh, there, there's very seldom a day when you go down there and you catch six fish in 30, you know, 30, 40 minutes. That don't happen here. <laughs> yeah, you guys really, spots. yeah, you guys really grind, and, and yeah. that's sometimes the way you got to do it. That's the same way our water is here. You can grind. Some spots are better than others. Um, my stretch of the river, I got to grind. Either that yeah. or I'm doing something wrong. It's probably a little bit of both. I'm not even going to kid around. So uh, <laughs> um, so you're about one, one fish a day. I think you're going to make it. I have full confidence. But let me ask you this question, though. What if you don't? Are you going to start again come January 1st? Have you thought about that at all? I'm trying to be positive. And I, I think if it starts getting towards the end of December and I haven't caught them, I'm going to be in my snowmobile suit and I'm going to be living down on that dock. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. Well, you know, the thing is I, I've caught three small catfish on my bait rod that were so small. They were catfish. Um, they were willy size, if you remember that tournament, that, those tiny little ones. Yep. And I refused, I refused to count them because I didn't want to take a picture holding up one of those little things. So if I fall three fish short, I am going to be so mad at myself, but yeah, I got to stick to it. <laughs> hey, kid, where I look at it, a catfish is a catfish. If you made the promise to yourself to that you're going after numbers, you're going after numbers of fish. Did you set a minimum for yourself after that or no? 
Minimum uh, size-wise? No. Well, there you go. Hopefully, hopefully you'll be three over. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for. <laughs> I say I'll, I'll take three sixty-five on the dot. I don't care. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to predict three sixty-seven. There's my prediction. How about that? All right. I'll let you know uh, New Year's Eve. <laughs> there you go. J Dog's gone fishing. Says, uh, "Will LG Bass do the J Dog challenge if I come fish with him?" Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't say it, say blame it. For those of you listening at home, the J-Dog J challenge is to eat bait. We're not eating bait. I don't think me or Tom will at all. And there's real-time catfish that says, I'm going to make my doc famous. There you go. Yep. I think he's going to be the next one. We're, 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 we're going to uh, work that out see when we can get John down here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I'm falling behind here on the chats. It says, uh, Matt over at Want to Be Outdoors says, Tom, Josh, Art, and I fished for 12 hours or so and caught one fish. It was yep. more just about hanging around and eating. <laughs> hey, nothing <laughs> wrong with that. You guys are speaking the language of my people. Uh, yeah, we, 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 Michelle will uh, hook that up, and, and Matt had some food with him that he had brought that uh, – his girlfriend had made for him to take for the, oh man, we, we did. We had a little feast down there in the middle of the night. <laughs> cool. Uh, Justin says, Gabby Goose, which is his wonderful daughter, done the J-Dog Challenge. Well, that's a kid. Sorry, Gabby. I can't believe you did that. So let's talk a little <laughs> bit about food. Uh, on your channel lately, I've seen that uh, the lovely Michelle has been posting some uh, some a couple of cooking videos as of yep. late. What's, what's going on with all that? Is that something that she's... Uh, uh, are you talking her into doing that, or is that something she's doing on her? Uh, no, under her own uh, will. Believe it or not, you know, I, I, because I don't have reception, I don't go live down there, and I don't know how to how to put a video together. And uh, I came back from fishing one day, and she said, uh, "You know, come on, uh, get a get yourself a drink and come in here. I want to show you something." And uh, she sat down in front of the computer and she just played that video for me. And I'm like, she did that all on her own while I was out. And uh, I was shocked. And, uh, you know, she got such a good response from, from the first one. You know, she's now made a second one. And uh, she's doing it all on her own, you know. Maybe and, you need uh, to set her up with her own channel, like Michelle Cooks. or uh, we, yeah, we can talk yeah. about names later. I can think of a couple of good names for her. That would be kind of cool, having to do with her screen name and stuff as it is. So uh, that would be pretty cool. So what's, what has she cooked so far? That first one, that really got me going. I'm like. First one was uh, the breakfast sandwich or the mm -hmm. second breakfast sandwich. Sandwich. Um, and, it, you know, that's taken on a life of its own. That's why she did it. You know, it's it's not uh, more than anything. She gets so many comments on it and. Uh, she just said, well, let me just throw this out there and, and she'll tell anybody, you know, the sandwich is easy to make. It's just, you know, she, so she put a video together how she does it. And, uh, tell you what, when you've been down there for 20 hours and you're hungry and she calls on the phone and says, come on up and get your sandwiches. And, uh, you come down there and they're still hot and warm and she's got them wrapped in wax paper so that you don't get your 
filthy hands all over the sandwich. And, I'm jealous. You know, yeah. and for those of you listening at home and for those of you that haven't seen the video, we're talking homemade bread. She makes like English toasting bread, right? If I'm not mistaken, yep. is that mm -hmm. what she calls it? Yep. Yep. Homemade yep. bread, guys. It doesn't get any better than that. Eggs and cheese and some bacon. I said bacon again. So, yeah, I said I was <laughs> not going to say it, but I couldn't help myself. So, if not, yeah, make sure you... There was it one morning she put uh, some uh, sausage in it, and that came out really well too. So uh, we, we found a little uh, one of our local stores. They do some uh, their own sausage, and their their patties are really good. So we're gonna try to probably do that next week or one of these weeks when next time we get out. We may not get together this weekend. We have a an event we have to go to. So okay, uh, you just have to yeah, fish yeah. and eat twice as hard to catch up on those numbers then. Yeah. And, that. and so the yeah, so there's some, some other. Uh, she had a request for a a, a new uh, video uh, from One Ton, and she, uh, among others, and she's going to uh, be working on that here with the pretty soon. I'm not sure when that'll come out. She hasn't started, but she did go shopping and she bought a lot of the things that she will need for that. And so that's going to be a surprise. They turned out very, very, very well. You know, I, I've, I've been wanting to do like catching cooks for a long time, and I just mm -hmm. have a big problem figuring out the logistics of how to, how to best film them and stuff. And I think yeah. the way she did it, it's a good, good thing. And I already told you I was going to steal that whole way of doing it. And I think <laughs> you said that she was happy to hear that. So good. I don't oh, feel yeah. so yeah. bad about doing it. So yeah, make yep. sure you guys check that out. And the second one was what the ooey gooey bars. The ooey gooey bar, yeah. <laughs> Uh, a it's, it's a take on a granola bar um, that she made, and she makes those for me. Uh, rather than buying store-bought treats, she can control what goes in it. You know, I have some health issues and with my mm -hmm. weight and all, and so she uh, she started messing around with them, and she put them together. And uh, first, I think the first time we had them, she had them in the pan, and I had took the pan with me, and we left them. Uh, Sitting in, sitting in a little bit in the sun in the, in the back of the car. and uh, You picked them up, and the chocolate that was in them started to melt. It was all melty, so they became the ooey-gooey bars Perfect. instead of a granola you, bar. You know, Sheila, my wife, was in here while I was watching that video, and she's like, that looks really good. So she watched it all the way to the end with me. She's like, I'd make and eat that, and she's like the pickiest eater in the world. So mm. that's a that's a big compliment to Michelle, wow. whether she knows it or not. So wow. she's, she's listening in the something. other room. So. Okay, good. I'm glad she is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got something here from, from Jody. It says, Tom and Michelle are the best and have become my new friends. Uh, Tom is the sweetest, and Michelle is a great cook. Uh, they make you feel very welcome. I definitely get that feeling from everybody that visits, that visits down there. Everybody has the uh, the nicest things to say. Um, maybe you should open like a little bed and breakfast over there, a one-room thing, and start charging people. <laughs> Forget making a, a fortune fishing. You can start you know, in the hospitality industry. Yeah. Well, we're kind of like in the middle of nowhere, so I, I don't know what the – if that would be a, a hindrance or, or a plus, I don't know. But uh, we, uh, we're fortunate. We have uh, what we have, and we're only about, I don't know, maybe 300 yards from the, from the water, from the dock. Oh, there's your answer right there. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> She's going to be like, I used to like you, Mark. Now I don't know. 
um, so okay, so uh, we we started talking about Lake Gaston and a little bit of mm -hmm. fishing. Um, and you you were saying that the end you're on was uh was flooded, correct? Flooded out, which is how it came to be. Yeah, it's a it's a man-made lake. Uh, the Kerr Lake is actually an Army Corps of Engineers lake, and okay, uh, in that end, you're not allowed to build on the shoreline because they can fluctuate that water, you know, up 25 feet, down 25 feet. And, you know, so if you were, they'd put to leave you high and dry or underwater. Um, so when, when I wanted to move down here, I, you know, I kind of wanted to have a place right near the water. And although I fished Kerr more and really liked the fishing over there, it was more feasible to live over here. Um, so we bought the place in 2000, I guess it was, um, and it was set up as my retirement home at that point. Uh, and now it's become my full-time residence. But uh, the lake was flooded, I believe, in 63, 64, somewhere right around there. Uh, it was the old Roanoke River and uh, that ran through it. And they just uh, flooded that and cut down all the trees and all that that were out in the water uh, to make it navigable. And uh, now the water here can't go up or down a foot over what they consider the mean level so that they don't leave mm -hmm. uh, anybody floating or high and dry here. So they control this one because there's a dam at the other end. Uh, and our actually Lake Gaston is the water supply for Virginia beach. Okay. So, so they generate current and electricity and all that and the water going through the lake down the Roanoke river. But yeah, yeah so they're, they're, uh, do they generate power at the dam or, or is it just a regular control dam? Yeah, they, they, it's a control. They do downriver, I believe. They do the power when it comes out of uh, what the lake below us is Roanoke Rapids Lake. And I believe the, they have a hydro station down there where they do all that, you know, below us. Mm -hmm. But so uh, they, they have some crazy schedules. Yesterday, I was down there and they generated from 8 in the morning until like noon and then 5 o'clock last night until 9. It was like, there's like no reason to, you got to call them every day and find out that they don't have a schedule, but they do have a, a, a thing, a, a machine you can call and get, get the time, but they won't the post it until midnight of that day. So it's, it's, you never know what you're going to get. And the fight is a hundred percent better when the water's running as opposed to when it's not. So they, there's no website around you. They don't post until midnight. You were saying on the website, I'm sorry, I was reading it. Yeah. Message. Yeah, now yeah. they have an answer machine, and, and it gives you a tape recorded message cool. what time they're going to generate for that day. And 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 how does that affect your fishing? Have you noticed a difference? Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, cool. when the when the water's moving, you know, the bait's moving, everything's moving, and we get a ton more bites. Let's let's when the water's standing flat and it's been flat all day, the bite is terrible. That's usually more of the skunk days than than when the water's running. Do they run they run the dam more in the summer than they do in the winter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They do, I imagine, yeah, all their air conditioning and stuff. So hopefully the cold weather will offset that bite and help you get the, the rest of the fish that you need because I'm really pulling yeah, for yeah. you to get that, that 365. So um, cool. And so, uh, what, so what kind of fishing techniques are you guys using on the dock there? I know it's considered dock fishing, bank fishing, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just what, standard rigging or, or live mm -hmm. bait, yeah. bait? 
Uh, we've tried the live bait a little bit. We haven't had a whole lot of success with it. Believe, believe it or not, I uh, threw out a small bluegill and I caught a largemouth bass on it. <laughs> I can believe um, that. I've, I've had that, uh, I mean, not necessarily on live bait, but I've caught five or six decent-sized largemouth off the dock at, you know, in the middle of the night while, while catfishing. But, uh, yeah, we throw Carolina rigs, uh, Santee rigs. Uh, like I said the big thing is the distance you got to throw. Uh, basically, you know, if there was a, a style to it, I'd probably grip it and rip it. You know, you just throw as far as you can and hope it makes the channel. And uh, that's where majority of the bites come. Or if you can get it to sit right up on the top of the ledge, yeah, when they're coming up out of there to feed. There's an expansive flat, and we do catch some fish, but mostly we catch channel cats up on the flat. Uh, not too many, you know, close into the shore, too many blues or uh, the occasional flatheads. All those have all come out of the deeper water. As case crappie catch adventure trying to make me jealous. Is Mark, I just had some crappie fillets that were swimming a couple hours ago. Hopefully <laughs> that'll be me tomorrow, SK. We're good. Keep your fingers crossed for me. I'm going fishing in the morning. Weather here is getting bad. Um, the, the weatherman says it's going to be 25 degrees when I leave here tomorrow, Tom. Can you believe that? That's What's crazy. the weather like where you're at? Uh, it's a little chilly today. I think the, the lows have been getting down into the mid-40s at night. Uh, mm -hmm. But there's been a breeze blowing almost all week, you know, in the 5 to 7, 8 mile hour range. So, you know, I was down the dock last night uh, I won't lie. I've retreated to sit in the Jeep for a few minutes every now and then. <laughs> yeah, we can pull, so the, I pull the Jeep right down to the edge of the dock. So, and keep know, warm in there. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, but does does the does the lake ever freeze at all, edge ice, any of that? No. Nope. No. Nope, not at all. I, I don't think in the 20 years I've been here that it has uh, because they generate that water. And, and uh, I probably at the other end where there's less current, uh, I'm going to guess maybe they might get some skim ice, you know, uh, as the year goes on. Uh, but we're right in the river channel and we're only seven miles from the dam. So when they release that water, that's moving water and it's usually rolling pretty good. Uh, not big Mike good. We don't have no 70, 70,000, uh, cubic square inches or nothing like yeah. that. We're, we're lucky yeah. if, uh, if we get like 32, 34 and that's rolling, uh, that will take four or five ounces to get your, your bait to sit out there without moving. Which isn't too bad. And you guys have learned that spot pretty well because you guys know when you're going to lose tackling when you're not pretty much from what I can tell, right? Oh, yeah. We, we, have, have, a, <laughs> we have a spot that's uh, called the Hole of Hades. <laughs> um, I don't know what is actually underneath that. It, it's probably an old log or an old rock. But it has been hung so many times and so many lines broken off from it. You, you know, there's line hanging. Every time we, we go out there, it's an experience. It's, you throw out there because there's fish there. So you have to do it because you know you, you have a good chance of catching a fish. But once you throw that bait out there, you don't check that bait for hours because if there's no, if there's no fish on it, you're going to snag something coming through it. So we kind of wait to see if we can get a fish to pull it out of there and you know, there, there'll be times when we'll just leave that rod for hours and hours, and then we'll, hours okay, well, it's time it. to go. And, of course, it's snagged up and has been for hours. But, <laughs> but you know, we've caught some where we, we got bait, and he swims it right out of there, and we catch some some nice fish. So it's a chance you take. And luckily, I, don't know, I just placed another order with Brad tonight for more sinkers. So. 
<laughs> yeah, they say if you're not getting snagged up, you're not fishing in the right spot. So you guys definitely yeah. are. We got Chad with a comment here. Fishing with the Chad says, how does it feel feel to go from catching ditch pickles to being one of the best cat fishermen in the USA? <laughs> he is like the master at underhanded compliments, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wish that were true, Chad. <laughs> If I thought you really believed that, I'd, I'd, I'd be honored. <laughs> um, I'm enjoying it. I, I, I got to say that. I, say, I did say I was going to take this year to evaluate what I think. And I've got to say, I'm 57 years old. My body ain't what it was even five years ago anymore. Uh, I'm not really thinking that I want to be standing on the trolling motor for eight, 10 hours and, you know, 95 degree heat bouncing up and down in waves and to try to catch, you know, a three pound fish, you know, five pound fish, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like throwing a bait out and sitting my butt in the chair. I'm, I'm getting really <laughs> kind of used to that. And yeah, every hour or two, okay, I got to get up now. And uh, hey, there's a fish. And you you wouldn't believe the speed that I can generate when that rod bends. I, it shocks me, that's for sure. Uh, trust me, I'm the same way, man. I'll sit in a chair, but as soon as I see that thing, I'm getting up. I'll surprise my wife. She's watching one of my videos. She's like, I didn't know you could move that fast, Mr. Mark. Yeah. Like, I sped it up. I'll lie to her a little bit and see if I can get away with it. So. Um, well, that's kind of me. It's like, don't get in my way. I'm going to hit check you right on off this little dock here. <laughs> so you're going to stick with the bank, or do you think you're ever going to take your boat out? Okay. I know, I know, you got a nice, you got a nice Ranger, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah I and got a Z519. Yeah. Okay, so that's fiberglass, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The good old bass sparkles, the whole deal. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. See, that's that's kind of my my thing. Is if I'm going to transition wholesale, I'm probably going to sell the boat because it doesn't do me good. Uh, and I'm not going to, if I want to resell it, once I slime up the carpet and drill rod holders into it, it you know, it's going to be less attractive to anybody that wants to buy it. So and, unless, I, unless I'm going to continue to bass fish on a regular basis, I'm probably going to sell the boat. And then I may look to pick up something more suitable to the catfishing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even uh, I could tournament fish out of it because the live well is small. Small, yeah, right. and there's really no room to put in one of those uh, removable tanks that everybody puts in there. The boat just mm-hmm. ain't built for that. Right. I mean, um, I, I see guys put them on the front decks and stuff, but it's still it's a, a lot of weight. So, and and you're in yeah. big catfish waters too, so you, yep. you definitely would need one a little bit bigger. So, um, yeah, and I can't imagine that uh, uh, somebody looking to buy a bass boat would look at one or be as crazy about buying one that's all catfish ready to go that would definitely so i think you're making a smart move uh to trade up or you can just stay on the bank there's nothing wrong with being a bank fisherman my grandfather did that god rest his soul his whole life and he was the happiest man on the face of this earth when he was fishing so there's nothing wrong with that either so um how long has it been since you've been out on the boat it's been a year it's been a year it's been a a while yeah yeah last when the tournaments came to an end i haven't taken it out Maybe you need to maybe you need to take it out to remind yourself all the work that a boat is. Maybe that'll help you answer the question right then and there. I well, as I we were talking earlier, it's the first of the month, so I just made that boat payment today. So I know all about that. That was work, and it's just sitting in the driveway. So. 
Uh, Chris and Telly were out at the dock with you too. You got a chance to go in their boat, right? Yep. Yeah, we had a blast. Cool. We uh, we fished. Uh, we fished the. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you if you're not familiar. Telly caught. She got her grand slam. Uh, we were here uh, one morning, and she caught her channel and a, and the uh, the blue here. Uh, and then we went over to Kerr the fish from the bank with one ton that night and she got a flathead. So she got, she got a a grand slam in two different lakes on the bank and in the boat. So I thought that was unique. Probably nobody, maybe never done that before. I'll probably never get a grand slam. I don't fish in, in, well, I have no blues up here either way, but I don't have that kind of luck, but that would be something definitely. I know a few of the guys out there like J dog have gotten a grand slam. Uh, I think, uh, didn't Jeremy's, uh, Tournament catch, didn't he get one this weekend too? He got a grand slam. A couple of people. I think this. he, yeah, I think he did. Yeah. yeah, I think he did. And congratulations, everybody did really good in the Iron Cat over on Kevin's channel. So that was cool. Catfish Regulators has a comment says, anyone looking for live scope? Jody is for hire. Now that brings up our next topic of discussion. All right. There's always like some side bets going on in the catfish community. We know that. We know that for sure. And they're not money bets, at least not usually. They're usually some silly bets. What are some of the bets that have come across the dock and like maybe in order of how they happened and how they kind of built up? So, well, well, there hasn't been a whole lot of bets between us, but Jody, she, well, she started the whole thing um, where she gave us a challenge to see that she would donate a hundred dollars to us. If uh, the four of us being Josh, Art, myself, and uh, Kenneth Parsons takedown, uh, if we could catch four fish in an hour. Now, Art was working the chat, and I didn't hear any of this going on. As I told you, this is not a numbers dock. So when he told me that, I said, that's the sucker's bet. There ain't no way we're going to catch four fish. But they had what already I thought when I was watching from home. Yeah, they had already agreed to do it. And uh, there is a video of this. Uh, we lost, uh, and we had to do the catwalk up and down the dock. Uh, as people have been known to say, I've heard comments that people have had to bleach their eyeballs after watching it. Uh, so it's not for the uh, faint at heart. Is for the faint, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was interesting and uh, it was kind of funny. Uh, so that was all that, good fun. You guys even had the yeah. filter going on the YouTube channel. So you guys had like yep. disco like kind of yeah. rave yep. colors going and, and you got all of these big burly men walking the runway on the dock. It was, yeah, it was something to see. I'm thinking, Oh, that Jody's going to really emasculate a bunch of men in this community. And she's doing pretty good. She's had guys <laughs> put makeup on. She got yep. one yep. guy to dress up like a unicorn. She got the one tonners and you guys to do the runway. And then finally, what happened? Last Friday, there was a 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. challenge between uh, catfish regulators, between Aaron and Pontoon Jody with Jody. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. That was an interesting little thing that they had going on. Um, They had a big fish challenge uh, all night long. Biggest fish at the end of the day wins. Loser has to take the polar plunge off the dock into Lake Gaston. And mind you, it was October the 29th or the 30th. 
the water's starting to get down there, and it's probably maybe low 60s about now. Uh, although in her favor, the water was warmer than the air. So <laughs> when yeah, she got out, it was probably bad. worse than when she jumped in. Uh, but she uh, she lost, and uh, she was a trooper. She, all right, here I go. And she walked in, and and she got a little bit in the water, you know, where she had enough water to dive. She dove in, and uh, props to her. It was it was incredible. She she was uh, she's a rock star. That's what Aaron was. You know, uh, he was bragging a little bit about it and giving her a hard time. And I said, you know, you might you may have won the contest, but she she won the day. She's a rock star for doing that. Absolutely. So. And she's not done with you guys yet. I can see some bets coming in the future. So <laughs> I wouldn't be too sure of yourselves. So now that she's well, got a feel of what to expect on that dock, I trust you. Or trust me, she's going to work that angle to her, to her best. So. Well, I think the only thing is, the only issue she had is um, that kept her from, from doing a little better is she didn't have uh, the right equipment to make the long cast to get out as far as she needed to. You know, she had some rods, and they, they obviously she had her boat gear on them. And um, but we've been work, we've been working on that, and she said she's practicing and she's getting more distance on her cast. She used a lot heavier line. You know, we had told her, you know, if you if you downsize from your 50 to the 30, you'll get a lot more distance. However, she had that the the tournament Sunday, and she needed that 50 pound back on. So she said, "No, I'm just going to go with what I got." And uh, she did great. You know, she caught a fish. Uh, she caught a couple of fish before the contest started, and then she caught some uh, on the live after the contest ended. And so she, she she caught some fish. You know, they they, they weren't big flatheads like she's used to, but uh, you know, I think she had a really good time. You know, we enjoyed having her here, and I've already invited her. Told her she's welcome anytime she wants to come back, and no polar plunge necessary this time. There you go. It looks like you guys had a good time. I watched a, yeah. a good part of that night. So Brian B. Catfish says, Aaron suckered, in it, suckered her into that bet. Aaron got a man up and bet people on their own water, but he's scared. <laughs> <laughs> the smack dog is already. There's two stands fishing. What's up, Stan? Says, I've been swimming off that dock. The water wasn't bad. That was in the middle of summer, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that was June or July, I think. <laughs> You're welcome to come down and do it again, Stan. <laughs> there you go. All right, come on out here. The water was, uh, uh, I got a report today that the water was like 48 degrees out here. So it's it's getting down there real quick, especially on the Fox being so shallow. We'll see what the chain's like tomorrow. Um, so what are your future plans for the channel, your fishing life? Um, do you see yourself going back to bass fishing in general? I know you said you're, you're, you're not wanting to stand on the front of a boat all day over a trolling motor. Um, what are you? In honesty, you know, right now, like I said, I have some health issues. Um, I don't necessarily want to go out on the boat by myself, uh, especially in this really cold water. If I were to, you know, fall off or fall in, you know, I, that wouldn't be very good for me. And I may not have the ability to get back up in the boat in, in that really cold water. You know, it doesn't freeze, but it's still cold enough that it would do the damage. So uh, I may become more of a fair weather fisherman if I do keep the bass boat. Uh, and we have a little pond. I mean, I can catch bass off the dock occasionally they swim through there and we have a pond in the development that has bass in it too so i can get my fix that way if i need to mm -hmm. um, 
So I'm not sure what's going to go on. Uh, I do. I do take a picture of every fish that I catch. If you've ever noticed, I why did. Taking I do a the same thing. The, yeah, why is he taking a picture of that 14-inch fish? You know, but I have. I put them all in a file, and I have them all numbered with the date and the number as they come along. So when I'm done for the year, I'm going to put together some type of a montage or something that, to uh, you know to finalize everything and. Uh, I found out from looking back at the pictures, there's some information to be gleaned from all that. Uh, Aaron caught his 61-pounder off the dock May 1st, I believe it was. And I caught a 48 and a 35 like five days later, and they were at 3 in the afternoon both days. Uh, in the spring, you know, they moved all the fish were moving up the river channel. They're going up towards the dam to start their spawn and all that. Uh, but so next year, although you could, the calendar itself, it's more the water temperature than the calendar, but I'll know the very end of April to May, beginning of May will be about when I, when I want to start to really spending more time down there to catch some big ones. But uh, yeah, Aaron caught his PB. Uh, I caught a, a bigger, the 48 was my PB at the time, but I've got a 52 and a half, uh, one night fishing with Josh and Art and, uh, in the middle of about four o'clock in the morning. That, uh, there is a video on my page for that. Um, I've been kind of dependent upon other people to help me put videos together you know, for my lack of knowledge and experience and ability to, to uh, go live and create my own. So I'm going to try to work on that. Uh, can't say for sure how that's going to go. But if Michelle's making videos, I guess I can make videos. So, you know, so I, I, we're going to try you to know, work Michelle's something out. Yeah, Michelle's pretty talented, so I don't know about that. Oh, You'll she have is, to yeah. prove yourself to us. So thank you, Crappy Day Fish On, for the $2.22. Gee, I wonder what that has to do with right there. See that, Stan? <laughs> Super chat, I appreciate you. He says, Stan the man. P.S. Mark, love your show. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you for the support. Good but, stuff. Yeah, I got to say, I, I, you know, big shout out to Michelle. You know, she's a, every bit as much of the, if you'll say, the experience of coming to the dock is, is the fishing. You know, uh, she uh, we, we she puts on a feast for us on Friday nights before, you know, before we go back down there to go live and I mean, we've had some uh, two-inch thick ribeye steaks, you know, a couple of them over two pounds a piece. I know. I get the pictures. Oh, yeah. that's Yeah, Aaron sent you pictures, yeah. Yeah, we got a group <laughs> of guys that send each other food pictures every time somebody cooks something good for dinner to make the other one mad. And it's usually on the weekends that we all end up sending each other pictures of good stuff, so that's good. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cook me a big old tomahawk during the week and send that to, to Aaron during, on yeah. a Wednesday while he's at work. So you got that coming, bud. <laughs> so yeah so i'm thinking also i think as far as merchandise from the different sites and all that i collect coffee mugs uh, that that's my thing i said you know i i have hats i have sweatshirts i have shirts uh from a, from a lot of my favorite channels but you can only wear some you can't wear a sweatshirt all year long so you, you know you, the coffee mugs i have coffee every day and I try to coordinate if, if the mug has a date, uh, a day of the week associated with it, I, I try to use that mug on that day. Like, for instance, Sunday, I have a Palmetto mug, a Stand Day mug, and a Green Machine mug. 
So nice. I, I tend to, uh, it has to be one of those three mugs, and I try to rotate them every week so that I, I share the love with everybody. And uh, Thursday night, I have my uh, angry face, James Dockery mug, so for that night. And so I try to spread them out. I've gotten, I don't know, maybe 20 mugs. Now, Michelle's had to take mugs out of the you cabinet know, so I can have them in my on, collection. Speaking of Thursday nights, I'm on Panfish Nation on Thursday nights, so you don't only need to use that, that angry coffee, coffee mug on Thursdays. You can use that catfish and crappie one on Mondays and Thursdays if you like. It wouldn't bother me none, so. Well, I tell you, this this mug has gone everywhere with me. Uh, depending, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It's that it goes down to the dock full. Uh, and you know, when I put my rods in the rod holders, every now and then, if I'm dying of thirst and I'm out of drinks, I'll call up and then, be, hey Michelle, can you fill up uh, fill up my mug or get give me something? And, I, and I'll drive up the hill as fast as I can, doing 90 miles an hour because my rods are in the water. And she'll meet me in the driveway with with the mug full of uh, ice, fresh fresh ice water, and I take it back down the dock or your know, coffee in the morning. She'll she'll I say, hey, I need a refill on my coffee. So hurry up. She'll meet me in the driveway and she'll refill the mug for me. So, uh, isn't there a song uh, by Ray Charles with the line in it that says, uh, "My baby brings me coffee in my favorite cup." I forgot what the name of that song is, but every time I hear that one, or every time I get I'm a cup with of coffee, from, you know. I'll send you a link to it. I think it's uh, My yeah. Baby Loves Me or something. It's a great song. It's a good song. Now cool. I'm really showing my age, so we'll share that. <laughs> mm. So you clicked in those coffee cups. So if you guys got some merch out there, you might want to send Tom a link. You might be uh, yep. uh, looking forward to that or might be looking for a mug for a certain day of the week. Any days of the week that you don't have uh, a mug for yet? Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday's Roger. He doesn't have a mug. No, he doesn't. That I know of. Last time I checked, he didn't have any. Unless he has but, something on Teespring, that could very well be too. Yeah, I mean, if everybody, you know, the channels that I that I like, that I don't have something from, you know, I've, I've checked into them. Uh, maybe not as recent as I should, but I've been trying to keep up with everybody. Or if somebody posts a link in somebody's chat, you know, for the merch link, I try to go in them. Uh, I think the next thing that I'm going to do, and I've been, I guess I'll have Michelle help me with it. Uh, I actually want to do a little montage for all my cups. So oh, you know, cool. I'll set them up and so that way I can post that to have something to post and show my support for for the channels that I spend my time on. And you know, I think that'll be something. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks and so well, can I, I can sit here and take pictures of coffee mugs. Or I can go fishing. Huh. Wonder which one I'm going to pick. Yeah, I'm going to go fishing. <laughs> if I got bait, I'm going fishing. <laughs> That's right. That's usually the question of the day. Do I have enough bait? At least for me, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, uh, all right, Tom, we're over an hour now. I really appreciate talking to you. I appreciate you taking yeah. the time to share your story and everything and talk about the dock and, and cooking and Michelle and that. It was really cool. And I know you're a little apprehensive thinking that people don't want to talk to a bass guy, but man, <laughs> just like, I, just like I told you, if the, the tugs, the drug, I don't care what's on the other end. We give each other a, a lot of business, but I don't think there's one person here that would hold it against you if they met you in real life or if they talk to you on the phone for doing that. At least not unless somebody else is watching, then they got to do it. So, <laughs> Well, I said, as I, I, I told Laurie one night, I'm a multi-dimensional angler. I, I, I catch anything that swims. 
So she always makes fun of that. Multi-dimensional. Multi-dimensional. All right. Thank you again, my friend. I want to thank everybody in chat. Very Uh, welcome. I appreciate you having me. Uh, let me get a couple of plugs in here. We got Panfish Nation on Thursday night. We're trying to get Lyle to a thousand subs. We're trying to get uh, uh, Avid to a thousand subs. We're trying to get uh, James Dockery to five hundred subs. Uh, too bad nobody was sharing those Dockery links out in chat today. That would have been good. Uh, there's a lot of other creators out there. I know that uh, um, Circle Hook Productions uh, is getting close. Uh, am I missing anybody that we want to help support? Support your local creators. If you like their content, make sure you spread the word. Make sure you get them some sub. Let's get them to a thousand so they can at least cover their costs uh, with with whatever little profits they make on their channel. So uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you everybody for listening, uh, for following on the podcast. I appreciate you. Everybody have a good night. Go out and fish your your little hearts out before it gets too cold. It's never too cold. All right, have a good one. Bye bye.